there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome back to another episode of T4C. Are you interested in getting into local, state, or national government or politics? If so, then this is the episode for you because my next guest has spent much of her life working in government, in addition to trying to help public servants, policymakers, and nonprofits communicate more effectively to achieve greater impact. But before I introduce you to Lisa Witter, I want to make sure you've signed up for the Java Junkies Journal. That's T4C's weekly newsletter that comes out on Mondays and gives you an exclusive peek inside the episodes and the professionals we're going to be featuring that week. And it is so easy to do, my friends. Just head over to the Time for Coffee website at time, the number four, coffee.org. And the sign up box is right there. Now, my curious Cortada quaffers, please grab your mug and take a chug of your favorite caffeinated beverage because it's time for another caffeinated career conversation. And my incredible next guest is Lisa Witter, an award-winning executive, entrepreneur, author, and a regular media commentator and public speaker. Lisa is an expert in politics, policy, gender, leadership, and behavior change. She is the co-founder and executive chairman of Apolitical, a tech startup whose mission is to accelerate the transformation of governments around the world in order to help them tackle the world's hardest problems. It's currently being used by public servants in 140 countries and growing every day. In 2018, Apolitical was named one of Fast Company Magazine's most innovative companies in the world alongside Starbucks and Patagonia. Previously, Lisa was chief change officer and partner of Fenton, the largest public interest communications firm in the U.S. Lisa, welcome to Time for Coffee. Are you caffeinated and ready to go? Hey, I'm from Seattle. We're born with coffee in our brains. Yes, you were. Were you there like when Starbucks was created? I was there when Starbucks was created and when Nirvana was hot, when Pearl Jam, you could see at the corner bar. So I've got oh coffee my and God. Rock, rock and roll in my veins for sure. Woo! All right. Way to go. And you are joining us. Is it from Berlin right now? I'm in Berlin. Yeah, the capital of Germany. Nice. Okay. Well, we are going to be getting into more of what you are doing in Berlin as one of the founders and chief executives at Apolitical in our main Time for Coffee interview. So please check out show notes to see if that episode with Lisa has already dropped. But for right now, let's get into our 10 espresso shots to help our young listeners learn how to break into the world of politics and policy. The first espresso shot, Lisa, is what entry-level jobs are available to young people who want to break into this field? 
At Apolitical, we look for people that are hungry, that can do great research. I believe there are two types of people. There are types of people who take complex ideas and make them simple or take simple ideas and make them complex. So people who can research and curate down to the nuggets that we need to know as executives in our companies and people who can manage projects and activities. So management, research, curation, and communications are all entry-level jobs at Apolitical. Got it. And by hungry, I'm guessing you don't mean that they're thinking about lunch. Well, lunch is good. You know, we really believe at Apolitical that if you don't take care of your body, your brain doesn't work. So we like to make sure people are fed and take breaks and stretch and give chance to meditate or whatever it is to keep you healthy and energized. But the other side of the hungry is you want people who are ready to bust their butts too. Bust their butts. But if you think about it in martial arts, the reason why people do martial arts, how they can break the boards, isn't that they just work harder at breaking the boards. It's the muscle tension at that moment when your hand hits the board. So we like people who work really hard, but also rest hard. So we don't believe in just cranking through people and chucking people out the door. We have a real attention to helping people manage their energy. And that means taking time off. But when they're at work, being really focused on doing a good job. Yeah, absolutely. Working smart. And I love the idea that you focus as well on taking care of their minds and their bodies. That is super important. Lisa, what is a useful skill? And let's put them in the categories of hard and soft skills that you look for in the young people you hired a political. Two hard skills that we look at a lot is someone who can take a load of data Just take tons of data and either crunch it through some sort of program and pop out as so what, whether that be data visualization, a headline that you're sort of taking a bunch of things, crunching it through. The other really hard skill we look at is synthesizing information through excellent writing. So really good, catchy writing skills, storytelling, pulling out useful information for people, really using as few words as possible while connecting with a reader. So great writers and great crunchers of numbers are hard skills we look for. For soft skills, obviously, emotional intelligence is huge working in a team and we are very customer focused. Our customers are public servants. So understanding those emotional intelligence skills. And I really don't say that I'm I'm not in charge of anyone's professional development. I want people to be in charge of their own professional development. So we look for people who are self-starters, who set goals for themselves and hold themselves accountable and just are great lifelong learners. They're always learning. Excellent. What about life experiences, Lisa? So these are the things outside of the classroom, whether it's travel, whether it's learning languages, whether it's writing. What do you think are the most useful ones? for someone who's starting out in this field to cultivate? So it's three types of background I look for, life experience for different roles are number one, athletes. I love an athlete on my team. That's discipline, that's hard work, that's liking to win, that's playing as a team. So I really, really like athletes. Second, journalists, anyone who has written for their school newspaper, English 
majors, people who are literature majors, people who read a lot of stories are good at writing. And that synthesis skill is really, really important. And the last is maybe my favorite are people who have worked on campaigns, like a communications director or a grassroots organizer on a political campaign. Those are people that roll up their sleeves, will deliver a coffee as much as they will a inauguration speech. So I really look for people with those political skills, those hungry skills. There we go again. I think maybe, did you get lunch today? (laughs) I did. I did. I love it. Okay. We have touched on majors already, but is someone's major a deciding factor to get into this profession, Lisa? In other words, I'm guessing some of our listeners who are super interested in the world of policymaking, maybe public affairs majors, maybe political science majors. But in your opinion, if they haven't studied those subjects, is it a deal breaker? No, I don't care really at all what people's major is in at all. I just want them hungry for the topic and hungry for the mission. In fact, I love weirdos who have odd majors like geology or rocket science or anything. It doesn't really matter. I just want hungry, hungry people who have done things outside of school as well as within school. Very good. And what about a graduate school degree? This is less so for the entry-level positions, more so for someone who wants to get to the top of their field as you have and perhaps wants to launch their own B Corporation or their own entrepreneurial endeavor. I don't bias graduate degrees. If anything, sometimes I bias against them a bit, wondering what they have been doing, spending so much time in school, particularly if they're not going to be a doctor or a lawyer. And for a lot of the jobs that we hire for that we're interested in, it's really life experience. You can't learn how to do politics by going to school. You have to actually be out in the field. I'm quite interested in people who take a career break to go back to school because that's really about absorbing the professional experience they've had within a context. But people who go from BA to graduate school to PhD, that's not as interesting to me. It's not a resume killer. It's just not something I'm looking for. Good to know. So what is the best part for you, Lisa, of being in this profession? Well, for me, I guess the number one thing is giving people great jobs in terms of like the job itself that are meaningful, that can have impact. But the vision we have of helping governments serve their citizens the best they can be. Government's the largest workforce in the world. And Disrupt 100 said that Apolitical has an opportunity to improve every person's on the planet's life. So that seems like a pretty cool best part of my job, improving everyone's life. Oh my God. Yes, for sure. Okay. I feel like a failure right now. I just want to let you know that I'm totally teasing you, but I mean, it doesn't get better than that. So the flip side, what is the part of your current job, Lisa, that sucks the most? being alone in airports. I spend a lot of time on the road because when you start a company that we're now in 170 countries, you need to spend FaceTime. That's not something you can do from your desk. So you need to go out and meet people. And I love it. I love people. I love being in new cultures and new places. But there's a lot of lonely time traveling and that's hard on your body and can be hard on your spirit. And I'm a mother of two little kids and that can be hard on the family at times if I don't figure out the right rhythm to do it in. So it's that lonely time around travel that I find sucks the most. Oh my God. I totally get that. Have you tried like binging on podcasts? I do podcast on my friend. I am such a voracious learner. So I learn so much all the time because I'm on podcasts, but nothing replaces that 
great conversation with a good friend sitting next to them and breaking bread. So it's not like it's wasted time. Just sometimes my heart needs a little bit more of that shared companionship. Absolutely. And that is so important to share with our young listeners because it may seem super glamorous. You've got the big title, you're building this unbelievable company with an incredible mission, but there are downsides to every job. And it's important to keep that in mind. So Lisa, what is the best career advice you've ever got? Don't worry about where you're going to be in five years. Just do what you need to do tomorrow. And what that really allowed me to do is just every day play to my passion and say yes to, I'm going to try this. I'm going to try that. I'm going to show up here first. I'm going to help here. I'm going to do that. I didn't worry from the first day about what's the big picture I'm painting. I made every mosaic every day, one day at a time, making the best little piece of that glass. And now my career is added up to this very colorful mosaic that's like an arrow moving in a direction. But I didn't premeditatively say no to things. I really followed my heart and my gut. I was really authentically building relationships with people that just broke my world open. And I would say it's in those building of relationships that the world's opened up for me. Oh my God. I love that. And I have a question for you because I couldn't agree more. Would you say, Lisa, that as a result of having been in the moment and focusing on where you were and enhancing the skills that you needed to do the job that you had at the time, that you might have missed out on other opportunities that you couldn't even predict had you been too busy looking at the next job or the next career? So much of my life I spend thinking about managing my energy and asking that question of myself is I feel wasted energy. Meaning like you can what if yourself, if there's infinite possibilities for your life, infinite, and you can just spin on thinking about, oh, I could do this, I could do that, I could do this. I just see something, I feel it, I sink my teeth into it and I become excellent at it. And then at a time, another why opens and then I work to become excellent at that. And then sometimes I try something like, ah, that's not as much what I'm excellent at. So I'm gonna change and go here a little bit. So I don't look back. I don't wonder, should I have done this? Should I have done that? I just really be present in what I'm doing. And that way I don't live with regrets. You could regret yourself, you know, till the day comes. You can just go and go, but I'm really focused on today. I, again, couldn't agree more with that. And it really does track with some of the biggest takeaways that I've had from interviewing hundreds of professionals to date. And it reminds me of a great book that our listeners should check out if they haven't already by Dr. Cal Newport. It's entitled So Good They Can't Ignore You. And it's why Mm. it's bad advice for us to be giving young people that they should follow their passion because often they haven't identified it yet. And instead, Mm. they should do exactly what you did, Lisa, which is to become excellent at what they're doing. Two final espresso shots. What movies, if any, or Netflix, Hulu, Amazon shows, or books do you think accurately depict your profession? 
Well, one part of my profession, my favorite part of my profession is being a strategist. And my background is in applied behavioral science. So understanding how the brain works. And that came from working in politics and realizing that it's not the best people that win and the best ideas that win. So I really wanted to understand how the brain worked, how influence worked, how the chemistry worked, how psychology worked. So I have really the last 20 years just read everything written, really just taught myself everything to know about this. I teach courses now to governments that are working on foreign policy and defense. So it's quite interesting how much you can teach yourself. And the movie that I love, it's my favorite movie of all time, is Miss Sloan with Jessica Chastain. She's a young lobbyist in Washington, D.C. And it's the story of how she uses her political brain to fight for what she believes in. And it's this question about what's good or bad and, and what really drives people. It's a fantastic film. It's a very empowering film for women who see themselves sort of really being powerful and making change. Awesome. And we're can we find it? Because I actually haven't seen that. Netflix. My favorite. Okay. We will include a link to it on our show notes page. Final Espresso Shop. What would Java junkies be surprised to learn about the world of politics and policy or the world at a political? Well, the world of politics or policy, they'd be surprised to learn that people in politics and policy do not spend enough time with people. Now, maybe they won't be surprised about that. But what happens when you go to school, you get a degree and you think you know lots of things. And so you spend time with ideas and with books. And the best way to do great politics and great policy is to spend time listening and co-creating solutions along with your knowledge with people. And it's shocking that in 2020, the big innovation going on in government is citizen centric design policy. So that's the big surprise to me is that we've over-intellectualized how we live our lives. We need to be good at really, truly listening. And every day I get up and I say, I'm not going to listen to be right. I'm going to listen to learn, right? You know, those moments when you're listening to be defensive versus listening to actually learn how do we actually really solve problems together. So stay really people-centered and really, really deeply listen. I'd say at Apolitical, so much of what we do is massively transformational. We listen to people. I spend a lot of time with policymakers, but to really do things at scale, you have to have a technology platform. So I spend hours and my colleagues even more looking at spreadsheets and looking at lines of code. And that isn't as exciting to me as it is to other people, but we need those people and they love looking at lines of code. So in today's world, it's very hard to have a job where technology won't be a very important part. So you want to make sure you have deep respect for whichever side of the business you're in, the hard tech side or the more soft people skill side. I love that, Lisa, because at one and the same time, you're talking about the field and how important it is to be focused on building meaningful relationships and listening to people. But at the same time, without that tech background, without that engineering background, we can't achieve it. So everyone is needed. We need the people, persons, and we need the geeky coders. We sure do. So you've already gotten an insight now, a window into how extraordinary Lisa is. Why don't you take 30 seconds and sign up for Apolitical's weekly briefing. It's at www.apolitical.co.co and it features the most interesting, important, and even funny public service innovation stories from around the world. And Lisa is making a promise, right? That it's going to make all of us 
more optimistic, and happier as a result. That's a promise. That's a promise. (laughs) I love it. Lisa, thank you so much for making Time for Coffee today with me and the Time for Coffee community. Thank you so much for what you and your colleagues at Apolitical are doing. And I just wish you continued success with everything that you decide to put your brilliant brain to focus on. Thanks for the opportunity and thanks to the listeners. Really, really appreciate it. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.